What would you do if you no longer felt sick and tired? What if you woke up every day feeling amazing in your body and in your life? How would your life be different? You and your body are capable of incredible things. You have the power to heal. You just need the right tools and support. If you're ready to heal your body and feel amazing, tune into the Heal Your Body Show with host Dr. Jamie Gillum. Welcome to the Heal Your Body Show on the Inspired Choices Network. I'm Dr. Jamie Gillum, and I'm here with my special guest, DJ Matson, and we're going to be talking about optimizing your metabolism today. And I first want to preface this by saying that anything we share today, it's not medical advice. And be mindful of that as we we talk about hormone replacement, performance enhancement. Uh, these things, uh, there's a lot to consider before you start any kind of hormone replacement or performance enhancement. And you need the right information and you need to be working with somebody who can monitor you, make sure your dosing is correct. There's a lot involved. So we want to talk about this today because we feel that it's, it's becoming very common for uh, women and men uh, to choose to do hormone replacement and performance enhancement is a big industry and there's a lot of misconceptions and there's a lot of issues with dosing and and it's important that you have the correct information. So I actually met DJ through TikTok. Uh, we're both TikTok creators and I had reached out to her because I had some questions and uh, we'll cover that uh, as we get further into the show because uh, I think it's important to share my story when it comes to hormone replacement. And DJ is studying pharmacology and she's very well known in the fitness industry. Uh, she's also a veteran. So DJ, why don't you share uh, a little bit about who you are and what you specialize in? So I'm actually an online coach, but primarily I work uh, performing clinical blood work analysis and I help both males and females optimize their hormones. So what started out primarily as performance enhancement specifically in the bodybuilding industry uh, quickly grew to helping people with their HRT protocols, thyroid, and it expands and goes so much further than just PED use within the fitness industry, because we do have growing popularity in HRT use among women, especially, but dosing, as you'd mentioned, is definitely an issue. And once you start messing with your hormones, it is a really big decision. So I like to help women make that decision uh, with effective communication between them, whoever their physician or prescribing partner is, and make sure that it is the right time. And basically they're checking off all of the marks on their boxes before starting hormone replacement therapy. And what do you think are some common misconceptions about hormone replacement and also performance enhancement? I think they two kind of go hand in hand, and that's where there's a lot of gray area, honestly, because there's a point where someone may have a hormonal imbalance or a deficiency that they're just trying to correct to feel their best, but that's a very blurred line between somebody that might have everything in place, and again, we don't just stick with reference ranges, but they might look okay on paper. Um, it's not something that maybe a normal physician would address, but based on their biofeedback, they want to push a little bit harder, maybe in terms of increasing natural testosterone levels, or they're in a fat loss phase, and we want to bring up progesterone, increasing T3 levels. There's a lot of wiggle room when we when we start looking at the performance enhancement side of things. So it's actually kind of difficult to 
I guess, separate the two. And I think a lot of women think that HRT would only be applicable to them during menopause or post-menopausal states. I don't think that a lot of women realize that they may need it at an early age. Absolutely. I see young men and women who are struggling with hormonal imbalances. And I know we have an epidemic of young males with low testosterone, which I think has a lot to do with uh, just the way our lifestyles are uh, suffering with low vitamin D, low DHEA um, and nutrition not being adequate. Uh, we're moving less and less uh, because we don't we, we're not required to move to live anymore. Technology is taking over. So you have to be a lot more intentional with movement. People are stressed, not getting sleep. And there's there's so many factors involved. And and I think that hormone replacement is performance enhancement. You know, as you mentioned, they, they go together. So hormone replacement is going to enhance your performance because if you are lacking in certain hormones and you optimize them, you're going to feel better. You typically will expend more energy just on the fact that you feel better. And then we have performance enhancement, which is going beyond uh, based on what your goals are. So here's the deal. And I, let me share what happened with me because my training was in holistic care for hormone therapy. Uh, and when I had my thyroidectomy and everything just kind of went haywire from there and I had low testosterone, I had low progesterone. Some of that was due to perimenopause. Some of it was due to having my thyroid removed. I was put on testosterone and progesterone along with my thyroid medication. And I trusted my provider and he taught me how to interpret labs and what my levels should be, what optimal testosterone levels should be for women on replacement. But that information was very incorrect. And I was overdosed on testosterone for more than a year and I was having side effects and he kept telling me that I was fine. I was great. My level was great. And my level was a 587, somewhere around 587. That is a male's level of testosterone. And healthy. yeah, a healthy male. And I was having to do dermaplane uh, four times a month. I was growing a beard basically, and my hair was falling out and I was having a receding hairline. And I also, my, my libido was through the roof, which sounds fabulous, but I was uncomfortable because I was aroused all of the time and I just could not get relief. It was very uncomfortable. And I was having some weight gain in my midsection that I just couldn't get rid of. And while I felt great on many levels, my appearance was changing. And also over time, my voice was getting deeper and I already have a deep voice. So I didn't need a deeper voice. And uh, my facial structure was changing and it was very subtle over time. It's it was a situation where I just woke up one day and said, you know what, I'm looking different. And so I reached out to DJ and said, hey, I think something's wrong. And she said, you are incredibly overdosed. So can you talk a little bit about testosterone and what what's going on? Because I'm seeing this a lot with my patients 
where their testosterone levels are two, three, four, five hundred on testosterone replacement. So what's going on with hormone replacement? Why is this happening? And then what is a healthy testosterone level for a woman on replacement? So I think this is kind of a multifaceted situation when we start seeing the prevalence of overdosing in women with TRT. Um, one, I'd like to say that it's fantastic that it is becoming mainstream. It is very important and it's helping so many women. But realistically, outside of those practicing endocrinology specifically, there's just not a lot of training on the endocrine system. So a lot of physicians don't necessarily have that background. Um, because of this, a lot of primary care physicians either are not referring, they're not pulling the labs, um, and if they are actually choosing to implement a TRT protocol, they might not have the background to do so appropriately. And as a result of this, we do have a lot of women that are going to outside wellness clinics and not all of these physicians are going to have, again, that endocrinology background. When we are talking testosterone, we usually affiliate that as a male sex hormone and strictly with male use. Of course, that's not the case. But again, we, we don't necessarily have a lot of foundation with all physicians in HRT protocols. So a lot of them go based on biofeedback. And when you hand a woman a large amount of testosterone and you give them exogenous hormones and hype them up and get them into male ranges, of course you feel great at first. You feel like an animal. You are Superman. Who doesn't want that? But as you, you said yourself, not only did you start experiencing those virilizing effects where you did get the masculine effects that you didn't want as a part of the TRP, that wasn't an intentional move for you. Um, that's one of the, the components that we see at those high doses. But over time, it starts to have a negative impact on your body. You're basically recreating a PCOS environment. So with that chronic elevation in androgen levels, it ends up having the opposite effect of why you started testosterone replacement therapy to begin with. But that first initial feedback that many females are giving their physicians, they feel great. Libido's through the roof. They're strong. They're holding on to muscle. They have great energy. But that feeling doesn't stay long term when you are chronically elevated. So we also see the administration of pellets being utilized in HRT because not many people want to stab themselves. And I understand that nobody says, yeah, I'd love to just inject myself daily. Nobody wants to do that even once a week. Um, and some people are scared of needles. Some people pass out. So the idea of having a, a pellet put in or utilizing a cream can sound a lot more appealing. But with those administration methods, which again are very, very popular, we see huge spikes in testosterone frequently climbing upwards of 350 nanograms per deciliter, which again, a male range. Um, and then we plummet, 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 and then have a spike again. And then your hormones are constantly going up and down. And we don't need any more of that. That's what we're trying to avoid with exogenous hormones. So moving to an injectable is ideal. And then figuring out that dosage. A lot of people start out at 10 milligrams plus per week of injectable testosterone. And most women, that sweet spot starting out is going to be about three to six. And then we start getting into target levels. Where were yours at when we met? I was at 587. Okay. So ideally, I think most women feel great anywhere from like 40 to 75. Now, when we talk performance enhancement, when we're really trying to increase that baseline environment, the whole muscle and for performance, we may push up to a hundred nanograms per deciliter. That would be your peak serum levels. But again, that would be top, top 
tier of recommended levels. Above that, it may be very, very slow, but you will probably have viralizing effects if you go over that 100 threshold. Right. I'm right at 85 right now at my my last uh, lab testing and I feel so much better. And I've actually lost 10 pounds and, you know, wasn't really focusing on that. I was just doing my my four day split and training. And I think it's just my testosterone levels have normalized and that's helped tremendously. Um, but here's the deal with pellets. I have a lot of women come to me on pellets and we talk about it. The pellets, a lot of women say, don't take away my pellets. I feel great. But you get on this roller coaster because you're peaking and then they wane and then you need more and then they wane. And there's not a medical society that supports hormone replacement that supports pellets. Um, the hormones are great, but the delivery system matters a hundred percent. And I think DJ and I are on the same page that injections for testosterone are absolutely the best form of delivery. And uh, second to that, if women are afraid to inject creams work well for some women, some don't absorb a testosterone cream well. And, uh, and, and I think it's much harder to track uh, your levels consistently. I think injection just gives you the best as far as consistency with delivery and also with testing. Uh, but there's a lot more to talk about here. There's there's a lot involved when it comes to your endocrine system and hormone replacement, performance enhancement, and and things that you need to do first or in conjunction with uh, going on any kind of hormone replacement, because it's not going to be the answer if other things are not in place with your lifestyle, if you have medical conditions that need to be treated, there's a lot involved. So we're going to go to our first commercial break. And after the break, we'll come back. We're going to dive deeper into what actually matters when it comes to the endocrine system. What are the big players that we are most concerned about that need uh, to be optimized or at least at a normal, healthy range within your lab work? And what, do, what can you do about it? Where do you start if you're out there saying, I think this is me something's going on. Uh, I'm struggling to get results in the gym or with my nutrition. And I feel like crap, where do you even start? So we'll talk about that after this commercial break. My name is Dr. Jamie Gillum on the Heal Your Body show on the Inspired Network with special guest DJ Matson, And we'll be right back. Healing your body goes beyond simply taking medication to alleviate symptoms. While medications have their place in healthcare and can be essential in managing certain conditions, healing involves total body care. While not all health conditions can be healed, symptoms can be managed with the right approach. Integrative medicine considers not only the physical body, but also your mind and soul. Instead of just surviving, why not feel amazing and actually thrive? Dr. Jamie Gillum empowers you with tools to do just that. Tune into the Heal Your Body Show Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. 
professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Heal Your Body Show with Dr. Jamie Gillum. To participate in this program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to jamie at jgwellnessclinic.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back to the Heal Your Body Show on the Inspired Choices Network. I'm Dr. Jamie Gillum with DJ Matson, and we're talking about optimizing your metabolism. So here's the deal. I want to go back to when DJ was talking about uh, hormone replacement and people seeking out hormone replacement through clinics. There's not a lot of care provided within conventional medicine and also endocrinology in conventional care. There's a lot lacking. There are some fabulous endocrinologists, uh, but they're very difficult to find when it comes to treating the thyroid properly, when it comes to, to treating the endocrine system the way it would be best. Let me just say it that way. Uh, it's difficult to find. I've had my own struggle. Um, that's how I traveled down this path to do what I do now. And many people are struggling just to find appropriate care. However, when we go outside of conventional care, there is a, also a lack of training. And there are companies who recruit providers to sell hormone replacement and, you know, that's that's not a problem. The problem comes in when there is a lack of training and then there is a lack of testing, a lack of monitoring, a lack of follow up. And people are left with the wrong dosing and not getting adequate follow up and monitoring because there are some side effects and risks, just like I experienced that, you know, you have to be aware of. So, you know, I just wanted to put that out there because, listen, when it comes to your body, you have to seek out information and you have to find the truth and you have to figure out what's going to work best for your body. And ultimately, you're responsible for your body and you have to make the best decision based on the information you have, because I have some women who do not want to do hormone replacement. And I have some women who are not candidates for hormone replacement. And then some who prefer to, to just focus on holistic care. And that is every woman's right to do what she wants to do with her body. Uh, and so I think that's so important to understand and always do your research. There's always new data coming available and it's important that you stay up to date. And if you're somebody where you're thinking, Jamie, I can't read studies and, and I really don't know how to search for information, Find somebody you trust uh, that you can, you know, be 100% sure that they have your best interest at heart. So with that said, DJ, when it comes to hormone replacement, when it comes to um, endocrinology and, and all of the different things that can be going on within the body, what do you feel are the most important players. And I, I have my own uh, beliefs as well. And I think we're in sync with this, but uh, can you share with the audience what you believe are the biggest factors? 
typically the first thing we're going to look at is, is thyroid. But as you know, everything is interconnected. Hormones are very complex. There's different feedback loop and mechanisms within the body. So everything is connected. And that's what's very important to understand. So when a woman maybe begins this journey, or they start looking into hormone replacement therapy, as a first course of action, it's not always a first course of action. It's frequently second, third, fourth, maybe fifth, maybe last. Um, and as you said, not everybody's going to be a candidate. Uh, the biggest thing is when you go and have your initial labs pulled, unfortunately, you have to be your own advocate. Not everybody's going to find you. You know, there's not everybody knows you're out there. And it is difficult to find someone that not only has the background, but your best interest in mind. Some of those wellness clinics, as thankful as I am that they're there, they're in the business of selling you HRT. That is part of their job. And especially when we have some companies that are growing in popularity where we have patient care advocates that are incentivized through commissions. You know, it's just something that we have to keep in mind. You always have to be your own advocate. And that being said, working with someone like yourself um, helps you get some of your baseline factors under control. Frequently, a lot of our, our body's issues can be controlled, manipulated, healed, fixed through adequate nutrition, lifestyle changes. A lot of those negative uh, down regulations we have with our metabolism and hormones, that, those can be deficiencies resolved through supplementation. So it's important to have all of your labs drawn. If you're suspicious of maybe low testosterone, going in alone and having your total test drawn, it's not gonna give you a full picture. And depending on your, your age and what you're looking at, you would want a full thyroid panel. That's something you speak about frequently. And a full thyroid panel is not TSH. That's not a full thyroid panel. But you want that. You want your total test. You want your progesterone, estradiol. We can look at your SHBG. Maybe you're on a hormonal contraceptive. There's a lot of factors. So you do want all of your labs work back. You want uh, your CBC, CMP. There's so much more than just checking testosterone or just checking TSH, because everything is going to have an interplay with one another. And if something is fixed, that might bring up something else. There's a lot of women that have thyroid issues, and it looks like there's issues with maybe their glycoprotein hormones or sex hormones. And those end up being resolved by fixing their thyroid. And that's a whole other topic as well, because I know you speak frequently on administering T4 independently versus you know, compounded T4, T3 together. Yeah, well, and if you, sometimes if you fix vitamin and mineral deficiencies or hormonal imbalances or clear systemic infection, the thyroid problem resolves. Uh, and so it is, it's very interconnected if you have vitamin and mineral deficiencies or in some cases an excess of certain vitamins uh, or minerals, or if you're dealing with systemic infection, if you have autoimmune disease, if you have gut liver issues, hormonal imbalances, thyroid issues, and all of those things intertwine. Uh, so we, when we talk about these things, we don't talk about them independently because they all are connected. For example, if you have a gut issue, you will have vitamin and mineral issues and you will have hormonal issues. Um, so it, it it's all connected. And, and that leads me into, you know, a lot of people, I have just recognized this and I've been in the fitness industry for 23 years now. Um, and I never realized how many people do not know what proper nutrition is and what proper exercise is. I think that there's so much misinformation and contradictory information online. People are so confused and there's so many fad diets and programs 
it gets overwhelming and they just don't know what to do. Do you find that to be true as well, DJ? And that's typically the first course of action is you're going to go to the internet. And the problem is, is you have, and, and don't get me wrong, it's, it's a blessing and a curse, both. There's so much information out there. You don't know what to believe. You and I are discussing right now, the benefits of going with an injectable testosterone versus choosing pellet therapy. But if you just go to Google, you're going to see pellet therapy being pushed and marketed and highly recommended because you don't have to stab yourself every week. And they're going to only list the pros to that. So the other side of not only just the medical industry in general, but specifically dealing with endocrinology and, and hormones and gut health issues, it is subjective and it is largely dependent on biofeedback. And that takes you down a rabbit hole for many people because not everybody's going to effectively communicate what they're feeling and what they're experiencing. If you've never felt great, if you don't have that normal baseline, how do you know how to describe what's off? You've spent your whole life in balance and dealing with these issues. How do you possibly put that into words to appropriately convey how you feel to a provider? It's going to be impossible. So then when you start searching for answers on the internet, everything sounds good and everybody is very convincing. And now in the day, you know, we met on TikTok, but still on TikTok, a lot of the people that are speaking on these topics, they're not experts in their field. They are not studied in it. They are public speakers, they're presenters, they're influencers. So they might have a script or they might be giving incorrect information, but it's put in such a beautiful, palatable presentation that everybody loves it and believes it. And that is something that just burns me up. I, I just had a conversation with my husband about this because what happens is when somebody is online and they are speaking and they sound educated and they're using terminology that many people are not familiar with, it sounds fascinating and it sounds like it must be the truth. And they could be, for an example, they may be saying something along the lines of, I am going to swim my bike in the tree in the lake across the tennis court, right? It doesn't make any sense. But if I was using a bunch of words and terminology that you are not familiar with, it sounds fascinating. And if you are desperate for help, if you are sick and tired of being sick and tired, you want to believe anybody that says they have this solution. And I think there's there's a huge money-making piece to this. Uh, so many people are running businesses and selling products, selling services, and there's nothing wrong with making money from providing a service or selling products. But there is a problem when people are selling a one-size-fits-all solution to everybody's problem and saying that there is one root cause to everybody's problem because we're so individual. Even when it comes to hormone replacement, the dosing you need and what you need varies based on your individual body. You're testing how you feel and your medical conditions, what medications you're on. So there's so much involved. If anybody is selling you a one-size-fits-all solution, typically uh, that's a red flag in, in my book because, you know, especially when it comes to magic solutions, magic supplements, um, it's just not that simple. And there are many great supplements that can be an assist 
but nothing is going to be the magic solution because it takes all pieces to the puzzle. And I work with a lot of chronically ill people and you're right, DJ, like they, they don't know when they felt good. They don't know if they've ever felt good. And the other piece to that is when they go seeking help, I find that the more symptoms that somebody has, the less they are listened to and the more they are gaslit. And I think it's because the provider doesn't know how to help them. They don't have an answer. So they they are you know basically blown off. Uh, it's easy to say it's anxiety. And sometimes people are thought to be crazy, right? Like the, the health provider thinks this is all in their head and this, there's nothing physically wrong. This is a mental health issue when there can be something very wrong, but lab work doesn't always show what's going on in the body. There is a, there's a lot that hides within lab work. And then there's a lot of specialty testing. Like there's a gazillion tests, right? And we can't always catch everything with even comprehensive labs. Sometimes it takes more investigation to get to the answer. How do you feel about that, DJ? That's one of the hardest things. The cost of labs are also an issue for a lot of people, unfortunately, but that's what we tend to see the most of is when there are, when there's definitely issues present and they do express it, they're not given the time of day or they run very, very basic panels. They see that they're within reference ranges and they're kicked out the door and women are not being listed. This happens to males too, especially with, with low testosterone, but we are seeing it frequently and sometimes they're not even afforded the opportunity to get the labs they want. Yeah, that's that's a huge problem in healthcare right now. And also with if if somebody wants to be self-pay, if they don't have the funds to be able to be self-pay, it's figuring out how can we get you the help that you need because everybody deserves healthcare. It it should not be a luxury for people to feel good. How how do we get to a place where it's a luxury if you want to feel good and get answers? That is something that I have been um, advocating for and working hard on the backside of things to try uh, to work with organizations and different people to try to make change in that area. Because even in conventional care, when people are on state health programs and assistance, I find that they get blown off as well. Uh, the, the labs being ordered are very limited and the options for treatment are very limited. And that's just not how it should be because we, we all should have the basic human right to health care. Um, so with that said, we're going to go to our next commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more uh, about testing. Also, I want to talk a little bit about when it comes to nutrition and exercise, what are foundational things? Uh, it's going to depend on your goals and your lifestyle, but there are some foundational things. And I'd love for DJ to share her uh, her expertise uh, in that arena. So we're going to go to our commercial break. I'm Dr. Jamie Gillum with DJ Matson on the Heal Your Body Show. We'll be right back. Healing your body goes beyond simply taking medication to alleviate symptoms. While medications have their place in healthcare and can be essential in managing certain conditions, healing involves total body care. While not all health conditions can be healed, symptoms can be managed with the right approach. Integrative medicine considers not only the physical body, 
but also your mind and soul. Instead of just surviving, why not feel amazing and actually thrive? Dr. Jamie Gillum empowers you with tools to do just that. Tune into the Heal Your Body Show Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is the Heal Your Body Show with Dr. Jamie Gillum. To participate in this program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to jamie at jgwellnessclinic.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back to the Heal Your Body Show on the Inspired Choices Network. I'm Dr. Jamie Gillum with DJ Matson. We're talking about optimizing your metabolism today. And we started off talking about testosterone. And I just think testosterone is, is fascinating. I could talk about it for two hours straight. Uh, I think it's a very important hormone, especially when it comes to mood, energy, cognitive function, your libido, your strength. Um, your ability to build and maintain lean muscle mass is affected by testosterone. And I'm on testosterone replacement. If you weren't listening to the first part of the show, I was overdosed at first. Now I'm at a healthy level. And my husband's also on testosterone and he's turning 50 in a few days and it gave him his mojo back. He was falling asleep in the recliner. He had very low energy. He had very low motivation to go to the gym and it gave him his energy back and he goes to the gym. Like It just completely changed his mood and motivation drive to do things. And so it's a very important hormone for both men and women. And it's use off label right now for women uh, for hormone replacement. And there's not a whole lot of study on it when it comes to hormone replacement for women. We have studies but they're limited. But as time goes on, they will have more and more research and the data available. Uh, DJ, how do you feel about that? Do you have anything to share about testosterone and, and the future of testosterone replacement for women? It's becoming more and more mainstream. And I'm so thankful that it is. Uh, I think that we are going to see it continue growing in popularity and hopefully come up with some more industry-wide dosage protocols that are more appropriate. Um, but it is really important to assess each woman as an individual, you know, like you and your husband are really good examples compared, you know, contrasted to my husband and myself. You guys are both on TRT. You have found your sweet spots. Well, my husband is on testosterone for performance enhancement purposes. His test is fine. Uh, he is a competitive bodybuilder. We have it in place for performance enhancement. He's in super physiological levels. Uh, then you look at me, who is extremely testosterone deficient, not just out of an optimal range, um, but my average is seven nanograms 
per deciliter. It's barely there. And I am not a candidate for TRT. And that's another really important aspect is just because you want HRT doesn't mean that it's always going to be a right decision for you. I'm a hyper responder. I don't do well with any type of androgenic compound. Um, I experience virilizing effects on very low dosages of DHEA alone. If I take excessive vitamin D, that would be totally fine for another person. I start to get hormonal acne and that's highly, highly unusual. I couldn't take TRT at one milligram per week without having side effects. So I, I think it is important that we're mainstreaming it and it's being spoken about openly, but I also think it's very important to relay that it's not necessarily going to be right for everyone, especially a young female that maybe still has potential fertility needs. There are a lot of ways that we can increase our testosterone naturally and significantly, unlike our male counterparts. Right. Absolutely. And that's for a lot of my patients, we work on holistic care and optimization. If there is evidence in their lab work that we can do certain things, we're going to focus on those things first, then retest and then go from there, uh, which testing, you know, by the way, when it comes to hormones, it's tricky, especially for women. Uh, your estradiol, progesterone, testosterone, your hormones fluctuate throughout the month. Uh, and that's something that a lot of women don't understand. And some women, even in later ages, have high testosterone and testosterone can convert to estrogen. So it's it's something that is very individualized. And that's why you need monitoring. If you're working with somebody who is not monitoring you and not providing proper follow up, that's a big red flag because it can set you up for a lot of problems in the future. And you can start feeling really icky on hormone replacement, too. It's not always fun and exciting and you feel amazing. It can also make you feel horrible, just like DJ had side effects. And uh, it's always going to be trial and error with any medication, anything that you add to the body, you always have to pay attention to how you're feeling and any potential side effects that you may be experiencing. And with that, I want to move into something that I find often is women will say, I started HRT and I don't feel any better. I didn't lose any weight. I started thyroid medication. I don't feel any different. And and that goes back to you. It's very complex and you have to have all pieces to the puzzle. So you have to dial in your nutrition, you have to dial in your exercise, and you have to make sure that if you have underlying medical conditions that they are properly treated. I catch hypothyroidism all the time and also autoimmune disease that has not been diagnosed in conventional care. And th th this is going to create problems for people if they're trying HRT, but they need thyroid meds or if they have an autoimmune disease, it's not being addressed. But on top of this, when it comes to nutrition and exercise, DJ, what are some foundational things that you tell your clients when it comes to nutrition and exercise from from the foundational standpoint that everybody could basically implement? Those are always going to be your pillars, point blank. I don't care if you are 21 years old or you are 85 years old. Those are the things that have to be in place, especially if you want to get the most out of your HRT protocol, if that is a route that you choose to take. You have to understand and know and treat the underlying issues if there are any, but nutrition and exercise are going to be so 
important. I don't care if you have bodybuilding aspirations or you just want to be able to walk and have stability when you're over the age of 75. The foundation has to be there. And it's really the same for everyone. And a lot of people skip those steps and jump straight into exogenous hormone use, or they search out medications before they identify any underlying causes. Um, nutrition is going to be a really big one. A lot of people do get on HRT and they expect the pounds to just fall off. But, you know, we, we discussed this, oh, I don't know how many times a day, you and I probably both say this, but we talk about a calorie deficit for the purpose of fat loss. While there may be underlying hormonal issues that create a different point for that deficit to reach it, it might be harder to get to, even with that being resolved and you get that taken care of, you still have to actively be in a deficit for fat loss to occur. That's going to come down to nutrition. I work with a lot of older demographics. I teach uh, fall prevention courses as a matter of balance coach. So I can tell who has eaten appropriate amounts of food, fueled themselves correctly, who has good bone density. I see the impacts that a fall will have on older bodies. And this is where nutrition becomes really important. You and I talk about the importance of high protein a lot. Is it over what is typically the recommended dietary allowance? Yes, but the purpose is muscle development, muscle retention, and later on that results in more bone density. Uh, that's a huge issue, especially with women and the changes that they aren't going through any type of HRT to maintain that bone health long-term. So there's a lot of things that we need to see, but diet is usually number one and staying active. You don't have to be a bodybuilder. You don't have to go lift a lot of weights, but muscle helps everyone. There is so much data coming forward every year, brand new studies showing what muscle and muscle retention can do for our bodies as we age. And it's, I feel like it's frequently being overlooked because we are pushing fat loss and healthy composition so much that we're not looking at the muscle part of the equation. And again, that's really going to come down to protein, eat higher protein and eat enough food. That is another big one that I'm sure you see a lot where maybe women do have these underlying issues and they stop eating mm -hmm. because they want to lose weight. And then we don't have enough food and they're not properly fueling their bodies and they're losing the lean mass that they already have. Right. Well, and, and your lean muscle mass, you're losing after the age of 30, it's three to 8%. And that's a wide range. It varies based on the person's lifestyle and what's going on internally, but every decade. And then after the age of 60, you could lose more. And that's why picking stuff up and putting it down and sitting down and standing up is so important. If, if you're not going to go do some kind of resistance training, you know, pick stuff up around your house and put it back down, pick up your laundry basket, push it over your head, you know, sit down, stand up holding your laundry basket, whatever you got to do, but you need to be able to build as much muscle as possible and then maintain it. And this is going to help you so much later in life as you age. I taught senior fitness classes for many years and we, we would do a lot sitting in a chair and I would get quite a workout just from lifting weights, sitting in a chair. And it's so important that you do everything possible to maintain your mobility, your flexibility, your strength, your stamina, your endurance. And I think Outside of if you are training for competition, if you're in the competitor world, I think many people need to get back to the foundation of focusing on 
I'm doing this to be healthy. I'm gaining strength. I'm building stamina. I'm building endurance. I want to be able to walk up a flight of stairs without losing my breath. And I want to be able to bend down and get back up and not strain my back. And as you do these things, as that's your focus and you're doing the things to be healthy physically, which also transfers into your mental well-being, these side effects is your body composition will change if you are in a calorie deficit, if your goal is fat loss, if your goal is maintenance, then you have to be in a calorie maintenance. If you're wanting to gain, you're going to be in a calorie surplus. And I think many people also, women are afraid to eat. I see this a lot. They are terrified of calories when if you fuel your body with the right foods and you are providing nutrients to your body, that is so important, especially to be able to maintain muscle and build muscle. You have to fuel your body. And the other the, the other part of this is a lot of people are just confused about how many calories they are actually consuming, because if you're not tracking and I, and this means if you're not weighing your food and measuring it out, you really don't know. It's a guesstimate unless everything you eat is packaged with the breakdown on the package. But if you make a meal, you're guesstimating, right? Um, if you go out to eat, you're guesstimating. And I think a lot of people are just confused about what they're actually consuming day to day in calories, in protein, fats, carbohydrates. And also when they drink uh, beverages, they're unaware. And alcohol is another big one. You know, you got like 46 grams of sugar if you're going to drink a frozen margarita. And people aren't aren't thinking about those things, but it feels like they're eating very little. Right. They'll say, well, I'm I'm not eating very much or I'm eating healthy. And I always ask the question, what does that mean? Because that's a very general statement, <laughs> you know, like, hey, I exercise. Well, what does that mean? Like, what does your exercise routine look like? Because without the breakdown, without the data and if you're not tracking that data, it really is a guessing game. And that's why in competitive fitness, everything is tracked and everything is monitored closely because it is a science, right? Um, and that's where if most people would focus on the tracking and focus on fueling their body and tracking exercise, nutrition, sleep, and also making sure that they are correcting anything internally, a medical condition or any kind of deficiency, they would get much better results because otherwise it's just a guessing game. And then they're taking some supplements somebody sold them because they said they lost 15 pounds drinking this magic potion. Um, so with that said, I'm going to go to our next commercial break. When we come back, we're going to wrap this up. I'm going to let DJ share, um, you know, different tips for optimizing your metabolism as we close. We're going to go to commercial break. I'm Dr. Jamie Gillum on the Heal Your Body Show with DJ Matson, and we'll be right back. Healing your body goes beyond simply taking medication to alleviate symptoms. While medications have their place in healthcare and can be essential in managing certain conditions, healing involves total body care. While not all health conditions can be healed, 
symptoms can be managed with the right approach. Integrative medicine considers not only the physical body, but also your mind and soul. Instead of just surviving, why not feel amazing and actually thrive? Dr. Jamie Gillum empowers you with tools to do just that. Tune into the Heal Your Body Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is the Heal Your Body Show with Dr. Jamie Gillum. To participate in this program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to jamie at jgwellnessclinic.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back to the Heal Your Body Show. I'm Dr. Jamie Gillum with DJ Matson, and we're talking about optimizing your metabolism. We're going to wrap it up in this last segment. And here's the deal. I think DJ and I both are advocates for you living the life that you want, you feeling amazing and having the body that you want. And that's going to be different for everybody. Everybody has different desires and different goals when it comes to their life and their health. And it's important that you have all the tools necessary. So DJ, share what what are the steps that people need to follow when it comes to wanting to optimize their metabolism. If you were to make a bullet point list, what would you recommend to the audience? I think first and foremost, assessing your lifestyle factors, especially as we age, we get busy, we have kids, relationships, your lifestyle can drastically change, which means your energy expenditure daily can change. And you don't always necessarily see that happening as you know life throws you curveballs. You don't see the drastic changes. So first step is always dialing in nutrition. And as you mentioned earlier, tracking is a really good tool because most people have no idea what they're eating and eating healthy means something different to everyone. I can eat very healthy by picking organic foods, but I might eat straight dietary fats for a week straight. I might put myself in a caloric surplus and be missing vital micronutrients that I need. I'll have lack of energy from lack of carbs. There's a lot more that goes into it than just picking what you perceive to be healthy foods. So Dialing in your nutrition by looking at what you're eating, you can reach out to someone like myself or a reputable coach, a nutritionist, a dietitian. There's a plethora of options now to help you make those big changes in your nutrition, but that's always going to be the first step. Changing the quality of your food, which does take effort. That's another thing. It is you have to put in a lot of effort to make those changes. Our society right now does not necessarily support a healthy lifestyle and it's not necessarily the most affordable route for a lot of people. So that you do have to take an active effort in changing your eating habits because, you know, commercial food production has really changed how things are. Uh, But nutrition would be the first step. Increasing hydration always goes hand in hand with that. Most people are not drinking enough water. You need water. I don't even need to go to the reasons why you just need to drink water. And I, I drink LaCroix. I don't like water. How do you not like water? I don't, I like bubbly stuff. So I have a soda stream. I use my LaCroix, but I'm still getting in like a gallon a day approximately. Um, and after that exercising, maybe it is, like you said, practicing getting up and getting down out of your chair at home, maybe implementing a walk after dinner as a family or with your dog, um, just increasing daily activity. That way that can 
feed into going to the gym because lifting weights is so important. Nobody says you need to be a bodybuilder. Nobody says you need to pack on muscle to look a certain way, but for general health and wellness, you really, really want to improve your muscle and develop as much as possible and maintain it. And I work out with an 80 year old woman every week and she is strong and still carries her own horse feet. Like she's incredible. So dialing in your nutrition, getting your muscle where you need it to be and working on developing muscle comfort, being strong. You'll love how you feel being strong. And then if you do start to pull your lab work and start fine tuning things, if you do look into HRT, always keep in mind that there's going to be ups and downs. Medication or exogenous hormones are not going to save your life. It's not going to prevent any depression forever. You will still have ups and downs and that's fine. And I do see a lot of women that, you know, have, it does change their life to be on HRT, but then it becomes a crutch and they'll say, well, my progesterone's off or my test is low because it's cold. I'm like, well, is it, is it your hormones or is it because it's 22 degrees outside that you're cold? Cause that could possibly be it. So making sure to pay attention to what's within your control, but also remembering you are human and we have fluctuations and ups and downs and you should have, you should feel good more than you feel bad. And every person deserves that. But I don't like it when when people start using it as a crutch and become incredibly dependent on it. It is important to still make those lifestyle changes. Muscle, food, eat enough food, even just starting out three meals a day, prioritizing protein, it'll change your life. So we have just a few minutes before we close. And DJ, thank you so much for being here. And I think we'll we'll have more conversations surrounding metabolism, hormones, exercise uh, on future shows. And where can they find you? We've got about a minute and a half before we close here. Where can our audience find you if they'd like to contact you? So my my internet handle is actually um, Coach DJ Vanilla Face. I was a Borat fan. So Coach DJ Vanilla Face on all platforms, um, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. Um, I believe you'll have my link tree as well. My company is Eminem Training and Nutrition. We have many well-trained coaches that we service uh, clients internationally, and that's Eminem Training and Nutrition, all spelled out, .com. And I'll be sending out a follow-up email. If you're on my email list, you'll be getting a follow-up email on Wednesday with all of her information and a follow-up from this show. And next week, I have my esthetician, Christine, on. And we're going to be talking about healthy skin from the inside out and everything you can do internally and all of the treatments available now to have healthy, amazing skin and all of the anti-aging treatments that are also available available uh, for those of us that are getting older uh, in our years. So stay tuned for that. My name is Dr. Jamie Gillum. This is DJ Matson. Thank you so much, DJ, on the Heal Your Body Show on the Inspired Choices Network. And we will see you next week. Have a great rest of your week. Thank you. And I'm going to keep talking because the music's not going yet. So <laughs> there we go. Here it comes. Thank you for listening to the Heal Your Body Show. Dr. Jamie Gillum returns Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then, give your body the time and attention it deserves to unlock the power you have to heal your body.